0: Thank you for joining us again for another episode of Rebuilding the Black Family. We're thrilled that you're joining us. You know, the success of any community is greatly impacted or determined by its relationship with money. Our understanding of money, how to use it, how to build wealth, are essential elements of community development. And so on this episode of Rebuilding the Black Family, David Grant will be discussing this important topic with our guest, Eshe Simba. Stay tuned.
1: Thank you, Brother Carl, for that beautiful intro. And yes, introducing our last and final guest, Eshe Simba who is a licensed insurance broker, financial advisor, and founder of Sugar Plum Scrubs, a skincare and self-care brand selling natural sugar scrubs. As she works alongside families and youth in Ontario to increase financial literacy, encourage financial planning, and build wealth. She specializes in life and health insurance, as well as retirement and education savings plans. And it just so happens that she's my cousin. So... (laughs) Cuz, it's a pleasure to have you here. Thank you for having me. Yes, ma'am, to share your knowledge. So, we want to get right into it. So, mm-hmm. today we want to talk about black people and money. Black people's relationship yep. with money, right? Yeah. You work with black people. You work with black people when it comes to money. So, I want to know in your experience, because you, I I understand, especially when we look at the virtual generation, right? You're able to work with people throughout Ontario, throughout Canada, just wherever, what has been your experience working with black people when it comes to their handling their understanding just their interaction with money what's been your experience?
0: Well the thing about um, money mm-hmm. and especially black people is you can't we can't talk about black people without referencing you know um, our history mm-hmm. right so um, for the longest time we were not managing our own money right and it's only recently that not only have we been able to manage our own families but now we're actually taking a look at the different financial tools and resources that are available to a lot of people Mm -hmm. I find that when I talk to a lot of my clients they just feel like they're behind Hmm. there's a lot of um, confusion around uh, money around the tools we use to make money around Mm -hmm. around investing. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of, um, I would say it seems almost like um, a cloud that kind of covers mm. money making and how money yeah. works. And then of course there's that piece around trust. Mm-hmm. So um, it's hard to let go of something that you work so hard to earn. Mm. And it's hard okay, to okay. risk it, if if that makes sense, yeah. um, by trusting um different organizations to actually handle hold Mm -hmm. and um manage our money
1: so that
0: trust Mm -hmm. i'm going to presume it ties
1: into our history of of constantly just being betrayed in so many ways shapes or forms especially when it comes to how our wealth has been extracted from our respective countries back home you know throughout the caribbean but definitely back home in our respective home in africa um would you say that's where i guess the the historical antecedents are of that mistrust and now in the present day we just struggle to trust something that we are only from what you're saying recently coming into interaction with on a more regular basis and having a somewhat a bit more control of is that where you're saying where some of that trust comes from the trust issues come from
0: yeah pretty much i mean um it's only recently that we as a community, have gotten adjusted, I think, Mm -hmm. to the concept of money being separate from the actual resource.
1: And how how recently would you say, if you could put a number to it, just ballpark?
0: (laughs) I would say that when we transitioned from um, being African people to being um, here in, I guess we could call it the diaspora, Mm -hmm. um, we went from owning land Owning, uh, a, you know, having agriculture, having um, cattle, mm-hmm. right? That was our indicator of wealth. Yes. Right. Um, how we managed that and how we managed our relationships with people; those were our indicators of wealth. Yes. Um, of course, there were certain resources that had more value, i.e., gold. Mm-hmm. Or I, I believe in some um, cultures, you know, you have the cowrie shell, for example. Yes. Those were the indicators of wealth, as well as um, jewelry and yes. things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then you transfer over, and now we're in a society where we have capitalism, and we're dealing with paper money. Yes. Um, now we're dealing with digital currency, and I yes. feel like we haven't had enough time to really process that, especially considering. We didn't really get reparations for the amount of time we spent enslaved as human beings. Mm -hmm. And um, now we're we're finally being able to make a living. Mm -hmm. Arguably, we're not being paid what we're worth. And at the same time, we're having to manage with concepts that make no sense to us. Whether it's inflation, whether it's um, investments, whether it's, you know, stocks versus mm. bonds versus, you know. So it, we have a lot of catching up to do, especially when it comes to how much wealth we have, what we mm. believe we're worth. Mm. So, that, so that's a whole other conversation. Yeah, that's a whole other conversation. It's true. So we're we're, we're we're playing catch up. We're playing mm. catch up. And so we need so when I when we talk about our relationship with money, um, it really starts with our relationship with ourselves and how yeah. much we value ourselves. Yes. And, um, we're learning, we're yep. in this place where we're learning and it's a shame that we have to be in a place where we're learning when there are so many people who have been taking advantage of monetary, um, tools for so much longer than yeah. we've been able to. Mm-hmm. If I were to give you an exact time frame. Hmm. <sighs> I don't think I would give you an exact time frame. I was frame. about
1: to say, because I think you, you, you gave us a pretty, uh, a pretty good understanding of where that time frame would have essentially originated, yeah. right? Yeah. From the time that we were dislocated and came here to the Americas or, mm-hmm. you know, even back in place in Europe, like Portugal or in Lisbon. Yeah. And we were stripped of our physical connection to wealth. Exactly. And now we are come to this not only foreign but essentially pretty new and for and I guess made up yeah. understanding of wealth, yeah. i.e., via paper money. Yeah. Um. Essentially, we're talking that's around sixteen, seventeen hundreds where yeah. it around originated, right? Yeah. yeah. So, I think that's um, I think that's pretty good. You know, summation of what that looked like. Yeah. Um. Already really good points, and I really appreciate. One piece mm-hmm. I want to go to is now talking a bit more about those tools because you said there's been tools that we're trying we're slowly catching up on yeah so you may have some black people tuning in like what are you talking about i thought we just go to the bank (laughs) make a transaction and we go home buy a house get a mortgage and then die like what are these tools now that black people should be knowledgeable about in today's day and age
0: so there are so many um and to sum that up i would say this um not only do we have the banks that we go to, Mm -hmm. we also have, you know, insurance companies, we Mm -hmm. have, um, you know, mortgage brokers, we've got, um, Oh my goodness. So many, so many different, let's say institutions Mm. that offer, um, that offer let's call them plans or contracts in which you can store your money and or invest your money. Um, In addition to that, you have things like loans. You have, Mm -hmm. so uh, the types of tools that are out there are plentiful, okay, right? And they vary based on the person. So depending on your financial needs, Mm -hmm. depending on your risk tolerance, depending on your um, financial situation, Mm -hmm. right? There are tools out there that can benefit you. Mm -hmm. What we need to be able to do as a community, though, is we need to be able to um, turn to each other and, to begin with, actually be honest about our financial situation. Because that's kind of where it starts.
1: Yeah, talk more about that. What do you mean, be honest?
0: Um, I find, so I I work with a lot of clients who, um, in terms of their financial situation, either they start off a little bit confused as to where they should be, like where exactly should I be in relation to my age or my Mm -hmm. um, career and so Mm -hmm. on. So there's a bit of confusion there. But then there's also the confusion around, you know, Um, The secrecy. I think money in our community is often shrouded in secrecy. Like, we're not supposed to talk about it. Mm -hmm. Like, our parents don't share, for example, you know, um, what it takes to be able to pay rent. You know, Mm -hmm. how much are they making? Mm -hmm. How much are they um, putting towards their resources like groceries Mm -hmm. or um you know the bills like these are things that we're not really having conversations should be transparent about and i feel like we should be i feel like we should be more transparent about how much it costs to live but also more transparent with like our community in terms of our friends and so on to let them know where we're at financially Mm. what are we spending our money on where are we investing what investments have worked Mm. what hasn't because if we can have conversations like that with each other then that um, honesty translates to yeah. having conversations with these big, quote-unquote, institutions. True. Right? True. We so often, it has to start we go internal. In, exactly. Yeah. Why, often we go into banks and, you know, we want to present a particular image, and I think images are a downfall, because if yeah. we're not in a, in a positive financial space, we can't get the help we need if we're not being honest. It's
1: true. It's true.
0: But that comes down also to trust. Being able to yep. trust financial institutions and being able to trust... Um, Agents brokers and so on Mm -hmm. to give us the best financial advice regardless of what lines their pockets Mm. Um, So yeah, Mm -hmm. so we have a little bit of um, There's a piece of us that you know, maybe there's some shame there maybe we feel like when we are around other people um, other communities, we see so much wealth, just like so much yeah. access to wealth, whether it's resources and so on. Yeah. And because we don't have that, maybe we have a bit of, of insecurity, of, of insecurity around some that. Some shame, yeah. And then you listen to all of our music. Like I was, <laughs> to guilty me. pleasure. I was listening to yeah. Cardi B in the car, and she's uh, talking about <laughs> how much money she has, yeah. How she fixed her teeth and blah blah blah. Um. But what we rarely hear is, how did you go about doing creating that? that wealth? Yes, we see you reaching this so-called fame, Ooh. right? Okay. And we, we see you, okay. um, you know, flashing all this money. And this is something that happens in our community. Mm-hmm. We make it, and then we don't tell anybody, you know, what the financial tools were for us to get there. Because
1: it's like, we either don't trust them. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Or for two, we're, individual, we're individualistic in that sense. Yeah. Where it's like... Almost yeah. that meritocracy. Well, I pulled myself up by my bootstraps. Yes. I worked yes. hard. Yes. You black people need to do the same. Exactly. Rather than sharing those yeah. tips.
0: You have to share. And, and 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 I think it's important to be um and and I don't I don't want to just use celebrities as an example, but I'm mm-hmm. just thinking in terms of our community and how we see wealth or how we perceive wealth. Yeah, we always talk to we, like in our youth. We know, okay, if you can make it in sports or you can make it in music, yeah, then you're gonna hit the big, like you're gonna hit the jackpot. Yeah, you're done. You know, you you've made it.
1: Although that's a very small percentage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a
0: very small percentage. Yeah, um, and we're in high school where where thinking that, you know, the creative space is where we thrive because nobody really tells us, you know, this is how much you can earn if you are a doctor or mm-hmm. this is how much, this is what it looks like yeah. to succeed in tech. Yeah. This is what it looks like. We don't hear that type no. of thing. People aren't sharing that. Yeah. People are sharing it more now. Yep. But um I know back when I was in high school, oh, yeah. there wasn't a conversation Same about it. Yeah. Right? We weren't talking about that. Yeah. So what I would say is, we definitely need to have more conversations about, you know, what were our challenges with mm. resources? I remember hearing my grandfather talk about investing back in the day and mm-hmm. some of the investment woes that he might have gone through. Yeah. Um, I remember hearing my my aunts and, and and uncles talking about the businesses that they started and. Mm-hmm. um how they started a business and not just what, um, business they owned, but how they went about networking in Mm -hmm. order to make those connections. Those are the things that I hear from my parents. And so I'm very lucky to have that, um, influence in my life and see how money moves, um, in that way. And also, um, having enough confidence in yourself to try Mm -hmm. to earn, um, a living. Yes. You know, what it looks like to be independent, what Mm -hmm. it looks like to um, invest in your business before you're seeing um, returns and so on. No,
1: that's, that's, you raise a lot of good points that, you know, actually when you're talking about, for one, what we associate when, you know, who we associate um, having money with, right? Yeah. And what fame, what wealth looks like to us. Yeah. And we look at the celebrities, we look at the mm-hmm. athletes, but when you actually look at it and when you actually, you know, when you, when you read, when you, when you listen to these interviews, mm-hmm. they may be rich, but they're mm-hmm. not wealthy because mm-hmm. I, I can't remember what show I was watching, but the rich ones are the ones who receive the checks. The wealthy ones are the ones who cut the checks. Right. Yeah. And when you think about it, it's true. The ones who manage the athletes or yeah. to manage the musicians. exactly, They're wealthy. Right. Yeah. yeah. The distribution labels that manage the artists Absolutely. are wealthy. Mm-hmm. The artists are rich. Can they become wealthy? Well, of course, if they yeah. make financially appropriate decisions. Yeah. But then I also hear you saying, on one hand, that black people, we struggle with trusting one another yeah. because it may start internally, which actually is going to take us to our other question. Mm-hmm. Struggles maybe some of the uh, maybe internal sort of self-hatred mm-hmm. that we're projecting onto others, mm-hmm. right? But then... On the flip side, you know, it' all, there's also members of our community who don't even trust one another, to be honest, about our internal yeah. s- struggles with money. Absolutely. So we don't stru- we don't trust the banking institutions. Mm. Okay, that's fair, but we don't even trust one another to exactly. help one another. Exactly. So in hearing you say, what I hear you saying is that you even have some clients who come to you. You're supposed to be the one, if anybody, that they trust. Mm-hmm. They trust you, and there is even some of that struggle to be honest about the financial situation where you may have to tease some of that out to exactly. say so-and-so come on now like exactly. let's talk about this so
0: now it's not yeah. just our community that well, no, of has course not that no. he- like that hesitates th- that way because of course i'm in a position where i'm asking you some really personal questions things that maybe you're not um used to talking about yes um i've had clients who um and it really just comes down to like financials um the psychology of like finance yes right? yes and, you know, you specialize in the psychology of psychology. Yeah. Whereas over on this side, you know, it's, it takes talking to people to learn how they see money and how their mm-hmm. relationships with money are formed. And mm-hmm. so I've talked with a lot of young women who are very, um, um, who their mothers have pretty much taught them that they need to be the only person who knows anything about how much money they have, because mm-hmm. in the long run, if something were to happen with their child and their spouse or their partner like were to have um you know issues in terms of uh their relationship and were to somehow um end up uh how do i say this were to end up you know battling for custody for example yeah 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 yeah. right yeah, they're right. they um the way that they've been taught to handle their finances is to handle their finances completely separate from their spouse yes Yes. which on the one hand I've is like that in my fam- okay in my family too, right yeah. you know on the one hand it's like okay yeah you should be independent when it comes to your finances have a separate bank account have mm-hmm. all of those things and I of course. I respect that yes but without the communication you also kind of limit yourself to opportunities to grow your wealth by virtue of having your partner yeah. be a part of that process mm-hmm. whether it's um, tax planning right mm-hmm. um, wow, that transparency, true. Um, with your partner and that communication with your partner could allow you to learn other ways of of, um, earning income. I know a lot of men tend to be more inclined, um, more risk inclined, more inclined to take risks, to be, um, to seek out, you know, ways to make money. Mm. Whereas women tend to be the savers. More
1: conservative. Right? So when
0: we talk about like rebuilding the black family, right, we have to have um, a, a bit of of patience, I guess, and grace with one another. Yeah. Because there's room for both the saving and the conservative. Because that's a
1: healthy balance. Yeah. That's a complementary relationship. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: And if you can have both of those things and be communicative and um, learn from one another, mm-hmm. then it really, at the end of the day, if your relationship does dissolve, which ideally we would hope it wouldn't, yeah, but like, you would have yeah. learned something. Exactly. Um, but to leave a situation like that and only one person has been benefiting from earning or, or making love it, nobody's happy. Yeah. at that
1: point. so so um oh, i had a, I had a question. Mm-hmm. Um, ah, I know where I'm going. Um, so that I think is a nice segue into um, my next question when we think about I guess those barriers to creating wealth to Mm. handling money right um what would you say are internal and external barriers and before you go when i say internal essentially what i'm talking about I use an example you know one um when i think of myself when i think of you know some some of my family members even my friends we we, many of us talk about this this fear as i would even say i I dare to say a pathological fear Mm. that exists in our community when it comes to not wanting to let go Mm-hmm. of any sort of money or possession
0: yeah
1: even if there's a chance of it doubling back and you getting it back with yeah. interest right yeah. i know i've seen it with my parents i know i've seen it with you know uh my in-laws i know i've seen it mm-hmm. you know you know amongst our family members some of them who when they see let's say my wife and i making certain financial decisions that take that risk and we mm-hmm. invest in that there's that hesitance like but, but what if yeah. the what if right yeah. so that I can see as being an internal barrier to really advancing your money because well, I, I'm comfortable with being it's staying here. I'm mm-hmm. complacent. Yeah. But then that leaves you stagnant. Yeah. So that's when I'm thinking internal barrier, that's where I'm going. So what what are some more internal barriers or maybe you can add on to that as well as external barriers?
0: Um, I would say that um hmm. Oftentimes, okay, so definitely there's the fear yeah. around investing in something because, you know, you're feeling like you're going to lose something. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, you know, it's a justifiable fear because people are losing um, lo- losing money, losing wealth. Lo- people are losing every day. Of course, of right? course. And it's a process that um, we go through. And so w- what I would say to that, if, if there are people who are concerned about losing resources, is mm-hmm. this. If... Um, and and remember, I mentioned we're a lot more comfortable with tangible wealth. Yes. Right. We're a lot more comfortable with you know purchasing a home because we can see you that, can we can feel it, that we can touch it. Yeah. Um, we're more comfortable um, with starting a business, especially starting one on our own because you know saying. we feel like we can rely on ourselves
1: yeah and that's what we did back home right exactly. We you, you started businesses exactly. back in country and absolutely you, you could see the money the transactional exactly relationships. you can go yeah. you
0: can go I've, I've you can go to africa you can go to you know, whether it's kenya tanzania you see plenty of people who have course, yeah. their own businesses who are um you know the networking in order to do that who are investing their money into their business yes um
1: But it's their business. Exactly. Yes.
0: So the thing is, is when you do that, there's a risk you're taking. Mm -hmm. Um, And often because we are willing to take that risk, we're able to also see the reward. Mm -hmm. Right. So um, if you're a farmer, you know, you can't sell the cow before you've purchased the mother of the cow. It's right. Like you can't sell the cow before you've bred the cow, before Mm you have fed the cow, before Mm -hmm. you've made sure that the cow is healthy. Yes um, it's the same thing for investing in almost anything. Hmm. And I think we need to start looking at life through the lens of investments, right? Hmm. Through the lens of what does it look like when you are, um, pursuing someone in a relationship? So let's go there. Um, if you are pursuing a relationship with someone, whether it's a friendship or a uh, partnership of some sort. You do your research, mm-hmm. right? You want to know things about this person. You're going to ask questions. It's true. You're going to do. It's true. You're going to do your uh, what they call your you homework. Know, yeah. Your your car facts. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. You're going to look it up, right? Yeah. Um. And we do this with our. You know, when we buy our. Uh, devices like mm-hmm. our phones or yep. things like
1: that has the best so view. all of that exactly yep. so you're yep. going to
0: do your research you're going to ask somebody maybe for their advice you're going to turn to your friend and be like what do you think of this guy i have mm-hmm. just i've been talking to this guy for this long these are the experiences i've had this is yep. what i've learned what do you think oh what's his hygiene exactly. up. <laughs> yeah right yep. so we yep. know how to invest mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. very straightforward i like that when, analogy, when we yeah. invest in um each other as relationships and things go south oftentimes we're like oh you know, we're blaming ourselves for it or we are blaming the other person, Mm -hmm. right? Um, And so what I would say to people who are thinking about investing is start thinking about investing in all aspects of your life. When you do your research into something Mm -hmm. and you ask the right questions and you are um, engaging with people in a way that is meaningful, that allows you to build relationships, build connections, Mm -hmm. that's that's an investment. You're investing your time. Yes. Your time is money. Yes. We know this. It's true. It's true. So, um... When, when that relationship or friendship or partnership falls flat, oftentimes we're able to pick ourselves up and say, you know what? Um, I did what I needed to do mm-hmm. to um, figure out if this was right for me. And because it isn't right for me, that's when I leave, that's when I exit. Yes. So we need to know when we exit,
1: Ah. right? Okay. We need
0: to know when do we leave the situation? When is the situation no longer valuable for us? Mm-hmm. Um, and because we're so hesitant about letting go, it's true right like you mentioned yeah um, that's where we get into trouble when we're investing so whether it's a house whether it's a car Mm -hmm. whether it's a resource I came across a young man the other a couple months ago who um, you know had purchased a property Mm -hmm. and he's seen what the market is doing right now and you know the economy is in a bit of a I would call it a right now it's very choppy we don't know it's going up it's going down it's kind of all over the place yeah and he sold his house And some people would just kind of hold on to it and hope for the best. Yeah. But he decided, okay, no, I'm selling this. I'm purchasing something else. And he moved on from that investment. Mm. Now, whether that investment was going to somehow quadruple in four years doesn't matter. Yeah. But he decided that he's going to place value where... He's like yeah. where he places values, what matters. Yeah. He more took that him. risk and he, he took a risk to deal right? with it. Yeah. When he purchased the house and to begin with, he was taking a risk mm-hmm. when he, and he didn't do that by himself because he had advisors. Yeah. He true. has mentors. Yes. And so, um, this propensity to try to do things on our own, um, and mm, hold be, on to things just because uh, that's an internal right? barrier. One hundred percent individualism. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. So that type of a thing, um, we need to let go of that. Um, asking questions and being willing to be embarrassed, is mm. the equivalent of starting a business and being willing to ask people for their business. Mm. I can't Pride. tell you. Yeah. Yeah. You can't have that. No. You're trying to make money. There's no such thing. Mm. You're trying to make money. There's no such thing. Yeah. You, we see billionaires losing billions of dollars Mm -hmm. gaining billions of dollars they're constant. okay let's not say billions but maybe millions millions yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um but because they're seeking out advice yeah yeah yeah, they're seeking out advice they're taking risks and when the risk goes flat they get out yeah and they ask for advice and they're connected so it's it's really a matter of being willing to take risk but also being willing to be honest with yourself about Mm. um connecting with people and asking for advice
1: so what are some external barriers now so we talked about the Mm -hmm. internal now external so yeah. let's say you have a yeah black youth or black mom black father mm-hmm. black family right yeah. yeah they say hey eshe you know this is what's happening we're, we're ready to do all of that
0: yeah
1: but then there may be some external barriers mm-hmm. that they may not have anticipated maybe you've seen yeah. Yeah. right that you're going to try to anticipate for them mm-hmm. especially when we think of us as black people in the countless external barriers you've had to face. Yeah. What in your experience have been some of those external barriers with um that our people have to anticipate or or you know may mm. come across?
0: I think um the one example that I'll use here has mm-hmm. to do with our income. Okay. Right. Um I find that oftentimes we will take positions and um uh, let's call this an external barrier where we're we're, we're compa- we do a comparing thing, right? okay where we're comparing um our life to what we're seeing whether it's on social media and so on Uh, so that's an internal but the external is we are working for companies that don't necessarily value us Hmm. right Mm -hmm. and um when we get to the table and we're having that interview what should be a negotiation isn't a negotiation because we're coming to that table pretty desperate uh right I figured where you're going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're not asking for the pay that we deserve. No. Um and we're definitely not going to be offered it because that's not in any business owner's best interest to pay you. Like you're worth. worth. Yeah. So there's that. So we struggle with that. And mm-hmm. I find a lot of the young people that I work with, they're like, where's my money going? I have these expenses and the expenses are absolutely reasonable. Of they're course. not overdoing it in any capacity. Mm-hmm. They have these expenses, but when they compare that, we contrast it to their incomes. Their income's just not enough to yeah. accommodate that. Mm, yeah. That's an external. Yeah. Um, so I would call that an external factor. I would also um, say that I, I had a conversation with a lady the other day who... Um, basically told me she's been working at the same place for twenty odd years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's pretty much tired of it. She wants to get out of there. So let it go. She won't.
1: This goes back to your right. She your won't.
0: Porn. And and it's we have to be willing to change our positions. Um, mm-hmm. This this I, let's call it loyalty piece. Mm-hmm. It's not doing us any justice. Mm-hmm. Um, I know, for example, uh, family members of mine mm-hmm. have left positions after every five years because you're constantly there's this process of renewal you have mm-hmm. to go through. You can't. Um, so I'm not crazy for doing that. No, <laughs> okay, no. So I'm like, I'm getting no. the itch, right? This, this is no, this yeah. is a life journey, yeah, right. This isn't you. You don't get your dream job and then just sit there. Mm. You have to do things. You have mm-hmm. to take risks, whether it's traveling, whether it is um, starting a business. Mm-hmm. Start something like starting a business. You may not be ne- necessarily interested in owning your own business, but mm-hmm. starting a business can introduce you to um, how people interact with society, what society, um, how society views people who um, create businesses or in- income opportunities for people mm-hmm. versus people who are making um, who are you know career oriented. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with being career oriented. Mm-hmm. But if you want to have a better idea of how the world works, how your employer is thinking, what um, contribution you make to that business, it'd be wise to do some research and and see what other ways you can contribute to the economy.
1: Mm, So what void you can fill with whatever respective business opportunity that comes about. Exactly.
0: And then it's about um, um, and I think we were talking about external factors because I can definitely Mm -hmm. I can ramble. No, it's we, no, no! you're, you're on track. We, you're good. You're good. When we think about these external factors, one of the things that comes to mind is like time management. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been conditioned to believe that our best management of our time is spending the most possible time working. Wow. Wow. I beg to differ. Wow. Yeah. I beg to differ and I beg to differ for the reason what that- What would be
1: your refute? Yeah.
0: Um. Yes, you can earn money. You mm-hmm. can- Spend your time earning money, but if you aren't spending your time spending your money, i.e. investing your money in something Uh, that you value, mm -hmm. you're wasting your time.
1: So people who are about this hustle mentality, you know, especially, you know, us black people, oh, we got to hustle. I got to hustle. I got two, three jobs. I'm working here. I'm working here. All that time, they're allotted into working to make the money. They're losing out on time in investing the hard-earned money that they have.
0: Exactly. So not only investing your money, but investing your time in learning.
1: So Mm. yes,
0: I'm a financial advisor and I can tell you all the different ways that you can use your money Mm -hmm. in different financial instruments, Mm -hmm. but what I cannot, well, I can tell you, but what (laughs) I can encourage, what I can encourage you to do, but I can't force you to do Mm -hmm. is actually go out there and live your life. Learn something, go somewhere, learn a different way of using financial resources, Mm -hmm. um, we are heavily invested in the West, heavily invested in North America, heavily Mm. invested in the United States. We're in an interesting time. And when I traveled to um, the other side of the world, Yeah. I was our introduced. Motherland, yeah. yeah. Not only our motherland, I was introduced to these other economies that are thriving. Oh,
1: you're not talking about just when you went, you know, to various countries in Africa. You're talking about even when you went to Europe and all these exactly. other countries. Okay, okay.
0: I spent time in, for example, Qatar. Yeah. Oh, you um, were in a Qatar. A very limited amount of time. Okay, okay. But I was introduced to the fact that these um, countries that the West has for a very long time, let's call it demonized. Yes. By virtue of I guess their chosen religion. Yeah. They're doing very well financially.
1: Oh, oh they're doing exceptional. I have some people that are in the yeah. that Gulf region. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And while a lot of us, you know, we're heavily, heavily invested. Like we have, our assets are not diversified. No. We are heavily invested in the U.S. Mm-hmm. We are heavily invested in Canada. Yes. Things are shifting. You know, mm-hmm. China is where we get all of our resources from. Is it not time to do some... You have to do some, it's time to do some reading about yeah. these other economies that are, mm. that we are dependent upon.
1: It's true. Just because look at your toys. Look at yeah, your clothes. We're very
0: vulnerable. Yes. We're very vulnerable. If, if we can't walk into a store and buy fast fashion from China, where are we going to get our clothing? Mm.
1: It's true. It's true.
0: Where are we going to, and, and if we're relying on other economies for oil and gas, Right. Mm-hmm. When we have this whole situation in Russia, mm-hmm. you see how, um, and this situation being the war that's going on between Russia and, and Ukraine. Ukraine, yes, um, there are a lot of um, economies that are dependent upon Russia mm-hmm. for oil, yes, and this inflation thing that's happening to us is um, is related to that. Mm-hmm. We're seeing gas prices skyrocket, skyrocket. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a great time to start doing some research on what exactly is going on mm-hmm. and how we can diversify our own assets to put us in a place where um, we're not just reliant solely on one economy.
1: Okay, that's excellent. That's excellent.
0: That's all I would say there. Now mm-hmm. I'm not saying go and try to invest in Qatar. That's not what I'm saying. No. I'm saying do some research because there are growing economies that we can be invested in.
1: What I hear and what I hear you saying is. Black people stop having a provincial mentality, right? Stop thinking locally. Yeah. Stop thinking. Yeah. We're not Western a local
0: con we're not a local world anymore. We're a no. global world. We're yes. all interconnected. Yes. So you can't be um you can't be just a citizen of a one particular country. No. No. You can't. It's it's irresponsible.
1: Yeah. And I guess and you can't only think that the respect to place where you live, i.e. in the West, mm-hmm. Canada, the U.S., maybe even the U.K., mm-hmm. that that is how everybody else in the world operates. No. Because it's true no. when you say, when you leave those places. You know, I even think, and this is kind of sort of related, but not, I guess it is sort of related. You know, my wife and I, we went to Indonesia. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we stopped up in the Philippines. We had a very long layover, right? Mm-hmm. And we stayed at, um, we stayed in the Marriott, right? That was there. And the Marriott there, when I say that, that's a five-star hotel. <laughs> you know out here, you'll go to Mississauga and say, yeah, it's a four-star hotel in the Hilton. You go in, there's not no four-star yeah. hotel. But you don't know that yeah. if you've never left yeah, exactly. Mississauga. You don't know that if you've never left yeah. Ontario. Yeah. But when you when when you are going to place and they say five-star, mm. when they say they're going to dine you up. Now, unfortunately, we know some of the exploitation of the locals. Oh, yeah. that, there's a whole issue there. But my point is, it's just expanding your mind. When my wife and I went there, I said, hold on. This is what the other side, this is how they live. You know what I mean? Or part of some of the members, how they live. And when you see that, when you see other things, you know, that play out in terms of in the various economies. In Indonesia and the Philippines and when you go to the other parts. It helps to expand your range of possibilities. Absolutely. So when you come back to the financial realm, you're saying when you have the ability if you have the opportunity or the accessibility to travel or just to read up on places outside of those places even if you do nothing else yeah it opens up the range of possibilities especially when you hear from sisters like yourself you say listen i've done it i can tell you right now i can be an ambassador to say this is not all you know this is not the only thing that you can be Ie in canada in the us so i think that's important you're helping black people understand." the range of possibilities, and keeping up with the times.
0: Exactly. Right? Because
1: I think sometimes we as black people struggle with being stuck in the past and reliving the glory days where we, yes, we had kingdoms. Yes, we had infinite wealth and all of that, right? It's important. We need to recognize that.
0: But that wealth was not measured in the same way that wealth is measured now. That's it. I would strongly argue that um, we... And, and I guess it's just another piece. It's yeah. another maybe internal thing. We have yeah. to start reimagining wealth in Very terms good. of what we value and what's yes. what matters. Um, in the Western world, we ha- we don't value relationships as much as we should. No. Um, whether that's friendships, platonic yeah. friendships, yes. or um, our relationships with our elders.
1: Yeah, oh my goodness. It's imperative.
0: Those are the things that we can't put a dollar, a sign dollar sign And it's not on. tangible no. per se. Yeah. Exactly. But if, when I, when I am, when I go 20 years down the line and I think back to the conversations and the relationships that I've been able to build with my grandparents, mm-hmm. those will influence my future decisions in ways that are paramount. I would encourage people, um, it starts with, Definitely self-value because yes. the relationships that we have are important. The relationships that we have will lead us to connecting with people and asking questions. Yeah. Um, so when I think about how I want to look back on my life. Mm-hmm. So, for example, maybe when I'm 60, 70, mm-hmm. um, the stories that my grandparents have told me, um, the experiences that I've had with my family and with friends, mm-hmm. those are the things that are of extreme value to mm-hmm. me um, and in order for those things to have value I have to have had experiences with them mm-hmm. and those experiences will come in the form of um, trying something new engaging in activities mm-hmm. and I-, I mention engaging in activities because oh now I'm gonna jump off on a little bit of a tangent Go ahead. Go when ahead. I look at the elders in our community um, how they spend their retirement mm-hmm. it's very sad because they just sit at home. I know. It's true. So that's another thing with our community, yep. you know. They sit at home and they have these dreams of, you know, traveling to Jamaica, because of course that's where my background is. Where uh, so I'm gonna live in Jamaica when yes. I retire and I'm <laughs> gonna travel. Um saving your travel for your retirement
1: is detrimental.
0: You're not gonna do it. No. You're tired. Yep. Yeah. You have worked your whole life. No. You are likely dealing with some sort of illness or injury mm-hmm. by that
1: point. You've probably just attained the amount of money you have finally envisioned for your life. And
0: then, even then.
1: Not to spend that.
0: that whole, this whole lifelong thing about conserving your resources mm-hmm. it doesn't just go away when you turn 65. No. You're still going to have that same uh, mentality. So I would encourage all young people, to focus on building not only experiences, but learning opportunities, Okay. right? If you seek out learning opportunities, you seek out experiences, you seek out networking opportunities. Um, Once you get to retirement age, Mm -hmm. you can sit down and tell your stories to whether it's your grandchildren Mm -hmm. or have something to look back on or all the Mm -hmm. photos in your space and so on. other communities i've found will be a lot more active in retirement age it's true whether it's physically active yep. which is also very important i
1: suppose you see the chinese walking doing their walks their tai chi you see the indians yeah. you go to brampton and mississauga yeah. they're doing their walks their community gatherings yeah. and it's those true. community
0: gatherings are a big piece yes so when we talk about you know it's very important of course to advance your career very yes. important we need the financial resources and we're mm-hmm. at a bit of a disadvantage but it's also important engaging in the physical activity is yeah. where you should be investing your time and invest your time in creating community networks so that when you turn when you're in retirement age and you have yes. lost your spouse you still have
1: community you still have community wow that and that's all part of wealth uh, you know that's wealth building that's wealth and you know that's that takes building. us to our end because i think i want you to just give us even a, a couple just to add to a list so um you know just to just what are some non-negotiable Items that need to be on every black person's list when it comes to creating wealth. Because you, you've really helped, I think, reconceptualize what wealth looks like. Wealth we oftentimes think are just simply assets, right? Having land and things along those lines. That's solely what many black people have been sold to believe. That's, that's wealth. But you're saying but there's also friendship wealth. There's also that emotional wealth. Mm-hmm. You know, you you have a brand, not just in skincare, but self-care. Yeah. So me being a therapist, there's mental wealth, yeah. right? Yeah. Being, being able to have that sustainability. So what would you say comprehensively, or at least not comprehensively, but just some that you would add to a list of wealth, of how to create wealth amongst black people? What should black people add to that?
0: So you mentioned... Um, we usually think about wealth in terms of assets. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yes. Those assets do not come to you, um, without relationships. Right. So, um, I, I highly suggest that one invest in having land. Absolutely. I I highly suggest that one invest in real estate. Mm -hmm. Um, I highly suggest that one invests in the stock market. Mm-hmm. I think it's important to know how money moves through the economy. Of course. That's one of the ways that it does so. I, I would say um, do your research into digital um, digital, digital currencies. Mm-hmm. Um, we are in a digital economy. Mm-hmm. It would be irresponsible to not have some knowledge of what money um, is used for. I know we, we hear about... Um, the digital art. What is it? I've lost my words. Um, I'm trying to think of it. No, it's gone. I'm just going to let it be. (laughs) When it comes to me, I'll say it, but, um, definitely do your research, but beyond just doing your own self research, ask people questions. Mm. You can't learn about everything on your own and Mm. you can't invest in everything. Reduce that pride. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So have conversations with people in order to figure out where your investments should go. Mm -hmm. Um, Non-negotiables in terms of and, and if I were to use what tools that I particularly offer people, mm-hmm. I would say you have you have to have your basics. Mm-hmm. If you're building a life, if you're building um, a family, mm-hmm. um, you want to protect your family, mm-hmm. so I you need you to that. have you need to have things like life insurance. Mm-hmm. That's just that's a non-negotiable. You should have it from when you're young.
1: No more GoFundMe pages. <laughs> no. no more GoFundMe pages. No, no. Buy no. life insurance.
0: Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah please (laughs) um you also definitely you have your bank accounts you have your um savings you have Mm -hmm. your um and let's say this you you, of course when you purchase your home Mm -hmm. you know you you have things like a mortgage Mm -hmm. you might not purchase it outright Mm -hmm. there's nothing wrong with that i find a lot of people are hesitant about things like loans yep um have education savings plans Hmm. use tools that um and it's interesting because I can say all of the different, I can say buy stocks, I could say buy bonds, I could mm-hmm. say invest in, in, in cryptocurrency, cryptocurrency or ETF or whichever, yep. I could say make sure that you get dividends, but it depends on the person because if you mm-hmm. are a very low risk person, mm-hmm. but you have a high income and you have a lot of wealth, you can possibly earn just enough by investing in assets that give you dividend income. That yeah. might be sufficient for you. Yeah. Um. So what I would say to that is you need to speak with people. And so mm. that really comes full circle. Speak to a financial advisor, whether mm-hmm. you're going to work with them or not.
1: Like S.A. Simba.
0: Speak with one. Because if you don't speak to anybody, yes, you're making decisions in a bubble.
1: And in order to speak to somebody, you have to work through. Yeah your trust issues Yeah, when it comes to not just people but even institutions and in order to help even on the external piece for you to work through some of that mistrust, this is where the financial advisors come in Yeah, to help make you feel not alone in that process. Exactly. You can't do all all the
0: research on your own. Yep. So you need to rely on other people. Agreed. And it's in the same way as the relationships you take on in your personal life. You cannot... um, For example, you cannot have a family on your own. No. So you're going to have to rely on somebody. Although they're trying to prove you otherwise.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But we'll leave that for another day. (laughs) Even
0: even if if you try to do it on your own, you you still still need need. community. There's somebody that's going to be there who's going to help you through that process. So what I would say Mm -hmm. is if you are in a position where you are looking for financial wealth, Yes. You need to get in touch with somebody who can help you. Ask for advice. Okay. Lean on the people around you mm-hmm. and know that there will be challenges. Okay. You don't become a millionaire overnight. Yeah. Um, your first investment is not could potentially be mm-hmm. your game changer, but at the sure. same time it might not be. And you have to be comfortable and confident in that.
1: Thank you, cuz, mm-hmm. for those words of wisdom. Mm-hmm. Thank
0: you everybody for tuning Thank you. in and viewing this
1: you heard it here first financial wealth is one part of wealth mm-hmm. we have to understand wealth from a holistic stance exactly Ashley gave a very beautiful overview of what sort of tangibles you can take away from this to invest in yourself as well as the greater community so please and thank you like subscribe share our podcast mm-hmm. and we'll see you next episode it is the truth that does set you free